Welcome back to 3M Affairs. Uh, I am Caleb John Cushing. I'm here in person. Yes. With my favorite person who's ever directed my thesis play from grad school. I'm the only person who's directed your thesis play. So from you're my grad favorite. School. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's it. All right. Fine. Josh uh, doesn't feel like talking. Yes. Yeah, so he's with me, Josh. Um, and we're here with Brandon as well in What's Toronto up? still. Still in Toronto. Out. Doing my own thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, social distancing thousands of miles away from them. Yeah, Brandon took it really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he literally, yep. he, still, he still pays for rent here in New York City, but because he didn't want to get sick. He oh, yeah. No, his, his, your apartment's here. Time right? out, but you've been living, time out, time out. <laughs> but you've been to, living just, in the park. Just, it, just so I don't get in trouble with the government, that is not true. <laughs> I have no apartment in New York. Um, I am not living there. I'm actually... Well, I'm closer. Well, yeah, I would say I'm closer to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, I see. Than I am to New York. Sure. I don't think you know. I'm in one of those areas, and I don't want to tell you where because I don't want to give away my location. But there's no one within 1,500 miles of me. And yet, you have an internet connection. A great internet connection, and like a really good one. It sounds don't like you guys me. are questioning <laughs> my internet connection. Um, and my response to that is: Do you think that Superman at the Fortress of Solitude does not have the world's best internet connection? Superman's a hundred percent a boomer and has no idea how to use a computer. Yeah, <laughs> Why would he need to? He can fly anywhere. Okay, he, like, well, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. One, he's a reporter and he has to write all the time. So he uses a computer all the time. Secondly, he has brainiac. What are you talking about? Clark Kent's a reporter. Superman's not a reporter. I guess they do look kind of similar. Okay. No, one has glasses. Holy shit, one guys. Glasses. <laughs> I, oh, no, wait. You're right, Josh. Because Superman, if Clark Kent has glasses, there's no way he could be Superman because then Superman wouldn't be able to see you know what? Right. You know what? <laughs> How are you doing, Brandon? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, Toronto's doing okay. Things are starting to open up again. Um, the film industry in Toronto is starting to get back up. Production's going. Lucky. So, yeah, I feel very fortunate that things are starting up. Um, yeah, so there's been, you know, some auditions and things going on. And it's nice to just have things moving. Um, you know, yeah. even yesterday, yesterday was Canada Day and everything was closed. And it was like, ah. Come on, we just got back. Can we have like things open at least? You know, it's a Wednesday. Let's let's have work going on. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, we've been closed for like whatever three months. So, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I I get that. I it's funny because we kind of were like that a month ago, and now look at us here well, in the states. Yeah, I mean, um, even so, <laughs> I would say as as tired as we are about staying in, it's kind of. I just got the word yesterday talking to Caleb about it that the bar is not looking at opening until at least late july early august now because yeah, of sense you know cuomo halted the uh the opening of indoor dining and bars and stuff and yeah although like people bars have been open it's only like patio or like outdoor whoever yeah, that, can do outdoor that's where we're at know? here too it's still just like it's all patio and, and outdoor stuff nothing nothing yeah. inside um yeah and we just made masks mandatory inside so that's good wait inside yeah inside so anywhere inside, um, patios, all that or whatever, you have to wear a mask now. Oh, but you're still out. You're still out, like as long as you're out of the house, you have to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. Obviously not in your house, but like in a public. Okay, that's if, why I was confused. If you go into a if you go into a store or like whatever, um, yeah. they passed a bylaw, so you have to wear a mask now. Which I think just makes it easier for the stores to be like get the. Well, fuck no, out. that makes a hundred percent more sense. Yeah. yeah, I actually had my first ever real life instance like yesterday or two days two days ago 
because I went to the grocery store, uh, just like the one in my neighborhood in Queens. And um, this guy like freaked out because they wouldn't let him inside because he wasn't wearing a mask. And I like I had only ever seen like videos on the Internet of that stuff. Like I hadn't seen it in person yet. <laughs> and it was like just like, what are you like? Like, and I mean, like, like freaking out, like, like real rage, like real anger. The worst. <laughs> but he's one of those people that like he's like old enough that you don't have to take him that seriously. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not really going to do anything. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he doesn't like physically threatening, but the anger was very real. So I was trying not to like laugh. (laughs) I said like, excuse me, I just need to get eggs. Well, (laughs) yeah, because I mean, there's people like in Florida saying, I saw on the news, they're like, yeah, I mean, we're going to the weekend of like Independence Day. Like this is the most, like the furthest away from being independent. Like I can't make my own decisions. And it's... (laughs) It's like that stubbornness in America, right? Like, God forbid you do anything that is respectful to other people. That's not just you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's and the then, tweet. You know what I mean? That's like the biggest mistake that we made was, you know, telling the American people it was for others. You right. know, it should have just been like, wear the mask or you're going to die. And then everybody would like, oh, yeah, 100 percent. I don't want to die. I mean, then, like, <laughs> we regard- really don't give a shit about other people, unfortunately. Well, regardless of everything else. I mean, what, 40,000 people tested positive yesterday in the States? Oh, like yeah, no, it's top 50,000 today or whatever. Which yes. literally like 30% yeah. of the state of Arizona is infected. <laughs> like that's fucking nuts. <laughs> and Florida's not that far behind. So it's, you know, and it's just like, whatever. <laughs> you know, what's uh, interesting about that. Toronto is very aware that Arizona got super infected because Austin Matthews tested positive and he was out in Arizona. So Austin like Matthews. Partying. No, no, he was. Well, I mean, he went back to live there because obviously the season got messed up and everything. Oh, is that where he's from? from? I have no from, idea. Yeah, yes, yeah. He's from uh he's from Arizona. Um for people that don't know, Austin Matthews was like a first overall pick in the NHL and he plays for the Leafs. Uh he's amazing. And then when they were coming back a week and a half ago, I think so he tested positive for Corona. So it's kind of you know changed how the NHL's looking at stuff, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you, you see it everywhere. So it's it's we'll see in a few weeks how it's gonna get worse before it gets because unfortunately, I think the U.S. has gone to a point where it, if we haven't get figured it out now after three months or almost four months of dealing with this shit and like yeah. scientifically proven that like if you just wear a mask, if everyone wears a mask, the the infection rate goes down incredibly like until 80 yeah. percent less likely than if you're not wearing a mask. So it's just you can't fix stupid, unfortunately. But yep. anyway. It's all infuriating. Um, Fuck Corona. Let's talk some movies. Let's talk some uh, movies. Brandon, before we get into it, I was curious. Um, as, well, first of all, this was like, because it's like Independence Day weekend for both of us, it's such a missed opportunity to not do Independence Day. That is <laughs> really good point. Really good point. And really I really, point. I really yeah, regret yeah. that we that we didn't have the foresight to, to Ooh, do that. And Independence um, Day is such a fruitful movie. There's so much in there. There's so much to talk so about. So much in there, man. <laughs> but I, I'm curious to see, is, it, is Canada Day like Independence Day for you guys? But aren't you still yeah. technically in, in the Commonwealth? Like, how does that work? How do you these are, these are good. These are good questions. Um, and I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. I wish I was more certain on the answer. He was busy taking um, uh, American geography and not. Yeah, what's your? Yeah, you should have <laughs> taken uh, AP, AP Canadian history, geography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all I came out of that was came out of that with was like the plot of Star Wars, so that didn't help either. Um, <laughs> uh, to your question though, uh, Canada Day. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a big deal. It's more just like a fun holiday. Uh, lots of fireworks. It, I mean, the same thing as Independence Day, but just not the same, like, 
Well, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Fair, fair. I, I don't um, know what it's like in America, but here I feel like it is, it's definitely an excuse to like, just get drunk and eat barbecue. But yeah, I mean, that's also though, it's a lot of cottaging, I, <laughs> that type of thing up here. Yeah. There's like a huge, like, I mean, obviously in certain parts of America, especially there's like this fucking ill misplaced sense of patriotism that like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like every year that's gone by, I feel like we- weirder and weirder about celebrating like in America's independence day. You know what I mean? Like, and this year, especially it's like, Oh my God. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm I mean, glad that I'm it was, <laughs> well, it was like, uh, I definitely saw like a bunch of stuff this year that was like, you know, um, I, I, not, I guess kind of anti-Canada day or not anti-Canada mm-hmm. day, but you know what I mean? Just like protesting, um, you know, uh, Aboriginal rights and, and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Which is, you know, totally, of course, like, that absolutely makes sense. Of course, like, Canada, like, the U.S. or, you know, whatever, obviously, when they came here, they fucked shit up. And that's not cool. You know what I mean? So, obviously, like, that always, every starting point with these countries is not a good place to start. So, there's definitely all of that, too. Um, you mean anything founded, I feel like, especially with, like, the British Empire and things like that. Right, it's like, right. It was all anything colonization. That, it was all, it, like, Exactly, conquering. exactly. You know? So there's definitely, and especially now, there's more awareness of that. Like, even like yesterday, I posted a stupid, you know, whatever picture of Captain Canada being, like, Happy Canada Day. Not without thinking about it. And then as the day goes on, I keep seeing all of this other stuff. I was like, huh, well, that probably would have been better you know <laughs> like that would have yeah. been more insightful more helpful to people and like yeah so i don't know but as for like the the raw raw patriotism i it's just it's never the same it's just a different i don't know it's like hey we're gonna wear some red and like there's gonna be i don't know maybe like a no, well i mean like stuff. yeah the it's joke not, at yeah. least from my perspective has always been canada's just like a cooler america so like there's like <laughs> that that thing and then but obviously every place has their has their issues the far-reaching ramifications of colonialism what a cool segue for the movie we're going to talk about today yeah <laughs> yeah but if there's other stuff we, we got to jump in first before we go in like if there's no, any- i mean i i wasn't Everything's been the same. We it's been five days since we last spoke. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> things are good. Um, oh, Brandon. Yes. I beat. <laughs> I beat the Valkyrie Queen. Oh, dope. On God of War, and I. I was telling Caleb the Saturday when I finally did it, <laughs> the primal outcry <laughs> and the sounds that came out of my mouth when I finally beat that explicitive or explorative <laughs> or whatever that shit. b word that b word <laughs> i um no but it was it was really exciting and i i was like oh god so now i'm playing a new game plus so you get even more armor oh and damn like, you have because you don't need your health or your like rage bars to go up you get these like special like um ores or whatever these like um these scab these uh slabs or whatever that mm. they can use to create perfect armor so like now i'm kind of going through again and just kind of but i'm not watching any of the videos i'm just like going through the game again and getting through it but it's yeah. so good so though that was, that's i big mean news. even though like the all the cutscenes from that are so good uh it's so good and it looks so good on my tv have you guys i'm i'm so excited for cyberpunk i keep seeing like new trailers for that and i cannot it's wait cyberpunk i'm so stoked <laughs> i'm so stoked you know, it's funny. I actually awesome. went in March to buy it for Ryan because oh, really? I thought somewhere it said March, and then all of a sudden it's like September now. They've even before Corona, they had already bumped it back yeah. to 
Yeah. September, October. So we'll see when it actually does come out. But it looks amazing. It looks, I'm, I'm pumped for that. Also, I, I might get the, I don't know if you saw this, Caleb, but they dropped the pod racing game, Star Wars Episode One pod racing game on the Switch for like 18 bucks. Oh, no, I, had, yeah. I didn't see really? it. So they, yeah, they like remastered and threw it up on the Switch and like added some shit, some shit. So I might get that for nostalgia reasons. <laughs> yeah, I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. Hey. Don't you dare <laughs> knock pod racing again. Okay? Uh, I wasn't, I mean, I was more knocking the horrible acting of that kid and that movie is really bad, but I, I'll, you know, if I get some money coming and I'll throw it down for a, uh, I, uh, if, if, you, if you're trying to fucking race, bro, you try to race, race, bro. Trying to race. I also just, the way I keep thinking about it is like 18 bucks versus 79 99 for Mario Kart. Like I, I'll get pod racing and <laughs> play that for fair. a few days, you know. Yeah, but you pay for you pay for what you get. Like we paid Absolutely. eight dollars, or Ryan paid eighty bucks for Mario Kart, and we had literally had three days full of just fun. It was yeah. fun, infuriating, and like yelling at the screen because Peach that that p word p word <laughs> would throw a red shell right at the very end. She gets first, and you get second. Like God damn, is that worse or is like? being like comfortably in the lead and then you hear that blue shell noise come out like i feel like that's the biggest or you get you get a blue shell you get lightning you get ink right in the same time and then you have three people pass you because you've all been huddled and it's like yeah no mario kart ruins friendships <laughs> so does monopoly both in, of those things in in, right. in pod racing you're in a you're in a racing pod so that's that's cool Awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> future future child murderer Anakin Skywalker racing through the sands. Well, also- I actually just watched uh, Phantom Menace. Sorry, Brandon. Um, for the, with, uh, I think, uh, Ryan's seven-year-old nep- nephew. Okay. And he's always seen, like, the animated versions of these, like, movies or whatever. He's never seen the real-life version. Yeah. So it was interesting because I was kind of watching it again with him. And they aren't that good at all. No, you know? and I remember like not. I know I, I realize this. I realize this, but like for me, I think it's because I only watch these movies like once. Like I'll see in the theaters or whatever. Mm. Maybe if they're on TV, else or once or twice, right? In the years they've been out, and then when you actually go back and sit again, it's it's hard, you yeah. know. And I don't understand how. Uh, I understand how it was greenlit, you know, but it's like like put more effort into it you know what i mean like you know also the cgi on 4k oh, tvs yeah. now does not carry over have you have you ever seen the um the plinket reviews on youtube mm-hmm. of star wars okay do yourself a favor and go on youtube go to like red letter media is the channel and look and watch the plinket reviews of the prequels of star wars one through three they are some of the most entertaining hilarious they they like started the whole thing on youtube that you see now of like the video essays or like the internet Mm. reviewers and they're really insightful and actually like very educational while being fucking hilarious and like really taking down bit by bit point by point why these movies don't work and why they're lazy and why george lucas is a hack and is it because of medical is it is it metachlorians is that the answer yeah yeah they do come out and say that (laughs) metachlorians are real and um no but i i think you guys if you haven't seen them you got to because they're they're fucking incredible what's it called the plinket reviews of the prequels um and they'll come up and they're like they're very famous they've got like hundreds of millions of views so great yeah lucky well yeah i know if only we started 10 years ago (laughs) so Um, so as per usual this is a a movie talking podcast 
And I just took Caleb's spotlight. I'm sorry. You go. No, please. Why are we here, Caleb? <laughs> it's weird. It's weird doing this in person. Um, but it's good. I miss you. Uh, so we watched a film from, I found out it was 2009. Mm. It was my first instinct was right. Um, from France, from the legendary uh, director of Chocolat, Beau Travail, Trouble Every Day, oh, yeah. Claire Danny. I don't I have a terrible French accent, but I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, the film White Material, about a white woman living in an unnamed African country, um, French colonial country, uh, working on a coffee plantation, trying to get the harvest done in the middle of a civil war breaking out between rebels and the government. What did you guys think of this film? Uh, I'll you go first. Go, Brandon, yeah. So, I, so I, so I just watched it. Um, I think I finished <laughs> it like an hour ago. So uh, I, I really enjoyed it. There's definitely some stuff I want to talk about just in general. Um, now we've watched a couple foreign movies um, that are more independently filmed. And every time there's a really interesting tonal change from the movies that we're used to, you know, Hollywood movies. And I definitely want to get into that and see what you guys think that is, because I was thinking about it while watching it. But it it makes them makes the foreign movies we've watched, specifically this one, so interesting to me because it was Mm -hmm. it was tense throughout. But very, um, especially at the beginning, very, very jumpy, showing you a lot of different slices of life in this area. And it just, it's just the, I don't know what it is, the tempo of the movie maybe, or I don't I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about the way that it was filmed or done that, that was very different, obviously, than a Hollywood film and really worked for me. Um, I also, I was, I thought all the acting was, was amazing across the board. I really did. I thought the woman was amazing. I cannot remember her name. Um, uh, her name is Isabelle Huppert and she's like one of France's like greatest. Like, uh, she was, actresses. she was fantastic she was absolutely yeah. fantastic um and and in a movie where there wasn't that much dialogue um it was a lot and, and in a movie that was in french um where i i have to be honest i did pick up a lot more than i thought i would that's I, great yeah <laughs> i always awesome. i always forget that i do know some french and i'm like oh right right, right. <laughs> um but it was just yeah it was uh it was beautifully well done um she was magnetic um and entrancing while watching it the entire time and then the the sun came around for me that was Mm. an interesting character uh (laughs) and then even when i thought it was going to go a certain way it it changed up right um Mm. i don't know if you guys want to get into that right now but like you know obviously i thought he was just going to go nuts and start killing everybody yeah and then he's like no like i know where the guy is and he's giving them all the food and it's this kind of everybody's doing what they think they should be doing yeah. Which is well let's get Josh's impressions and then we'll jump into Josh. Um yeah. Yes. Uh so I actually watched it twice and um second time last night and I got it I liked it better the second time. I, I have to admit the first time I watched it was at, you know, eleven o'clock at night, laying in bed, you know, kind of because I like to watch them first to kind of just experience it and then take notes the second time. Um and the 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 um the flashbacks or the how they because it's not filmed chronologically, right? There's always these inserts of, you know, and without really kind of giving you anything because it's it's put together in a way that mm-hmm. is very fluid, and that if you're not because there's such there's these long shots of just nature and the the environment and the setting which I enjoyed, 
Um, it's hard to kind of keep track. You have to like really look at outfits and hairstyles and things like that. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was okay. I think I got caught up in the kind of what you said, Brandon, it's not a Hollywood movie or not an American right. movie. There are many times I was like to Caleb, like, how is this woman not dead? How is she just walking around? Everybody else is dying and she just gets a free pass, you know? And then, so I, I look forward to talking about the differences in the culture and the society, like my viewpoint of you know, kind of how this is. And um, so she did frustrate me a little bit, which we talked about as part of the character. Um, and yeah, and then, but I, I understood it, kind of what they were getting at the second time. And, you know, it's it definitely was worth the rewatch because mm-hmm. I now think of it differently and I saw the the artistry behind it, I guess, so to speak. Well, can I, can, so. can I ask something uh, about that too? Because I do, I do have a question just like about a plot point. Um, just to, just to clear it up, what was her reasoning for killing the old guy at the end? Just so there wasn't like, um, it wasn't like explicitly right told to us, but throughout the movie we see um, him and and uh, and Andre. Who Brandon? Did you recognize her ex husband? No, I I couldn't figure out who it was. He also, by the way, did an amazing job, and I was like, I know, I like I. Knew that I recognized him, but I couldn't figure it out. Well, who is he? What's he from? It's Christopher Lambert. He's Raiden and the Highlander. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That makes sense. I know. We, we, Josh and I watched it last night, and I turned to him. And it's like, Josh, do you? And he goes, yeah, it's Raiden. It's <laughs> like, oh, fine. All right. Jesus. <laughs> but um, no, they, uh, they were conspiring to sell the plantation. Uh, right. That's what I thought. Sharif, okay. the right. mayor, and and, and we, we don't see her. We don't see her like come. We see her come to that conclusion like subtly, independently, but it's never like she's not like. And this is why I'm murdering you. Right. Like you know what I mean. And I feel like that's the motivation because the whole movie is her, you know, being very stubborn and entitled. But you know, this she's like, this is my my home. Like I, this is where I live, and I'm not leaving. Like this is what my life is and I don't want to give it up. And then, you know, the forces of control in her life kind of conspired to, to do that. And and then she, she just, you know, took her revenge. On right. The, Cause on the old like guy. what's, what was interesting about it. And I thought is like, so she's spending all this time, like one more week you keep hearing all what she needs to do, but all the c- civilians and all the workers are fleeing because they don't want to get caught because these kids are running, you know, around with AK 47s uh-huh. and machetes and spears and stuff. And, you know, they don't, they don't want to just be, you know, killed or shot just because of whatever. And it's, um, and you learn throughout that she, she doesn't actually, cause she's the ex-wife, right? So is her, is it who's the, the, is it that her father or Andre's father, right? I'm assuming it's Andre's father. It's Andre's father. Yeah. So she's the ex-wife. She really honestly, the only thing that she has that's hers and I realized this the second time watching it is her son. Mm-hmm. That's why she's so de- she is so defensive to Manuel because you know she's always like, "Don't speak ill about my son. I don't speak ill about your son." Or yeah, you know all this stuff. Even though she's sitting, you guys, when she's sitting on the bed, you remember <laughs> this, Brandon, where like she's literally saying, "Man, if I was another woman and I saw you and I saw your mother, I'd say what a failure. Like this, <laughs> you're a failure of a son." And I yeah. was like, "Whoa, bro!" Like. But what was really interesting <laughs> about that scene when they when she first calls out the the new wife for talking about her son, 
you I had no notion. You think her son's a kid at that point. Like at least I did. Yeah. Right. Because you see the you've seen the other son who's what? Like yeah. supposed to be like twelve. So I assume yeah, like grade school. Right. And so they're t- you, they're talking about it and you feel like the new wife is is kind of being rude because you're like, oh, you're talking about a kid like that. And then you you, you see him and he's what? Like this 19 year old kid who's being a total asshole. So I was like, right. oh, great flip. Great flip. I was totally empathetic to the, you know, ex-wife, like the main character and the mom. And then like, no, your son's a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, with all the tattoos and everything, and it's the tattoos. It's the like, oh, you know who I who I thought he looked like. I feel like he's like Machine Gun Kelly before all the tattoos. Can you yeah. guys do you guys see it a little bit? A little bit. He's like walking around like a little bit, thinking with, he's a badass with the blonde hair. Um, but no, I so she doesn't ha- she doesn't possess anything. Like the plantation isn't hers to like because she says in the truck on the way back with the workers that. You know, because they ask, are you the boss? And she's like, in a way. Right. It's because she she's a hard ass and she, like, takes no shit. And she's really kind of hard-nosed at, like, running this plantation, right? And, um, but really, it's like Andre's over at the mayor going, you know, I need protection because the, the rebels are getting out of control. And the mayor's like, you know, listen, the plantation doesn't make any money. Like, what are you, why are you... You know, why are we even talking about this? Why are you fighting so hard right. for something that doesn't, you know, and it could be pride, you know, uh, I, um, I started just to interrupt real quick. I thought he yeah. was the best actor in the movie. The, Which the, one? the mayor or is, was he the mayor mm. or whatever he, he was the leader? <laughs> yeah. He's the mayor. He was, was great. Yeah. I thought that actor was unreal. He was so calm the entire time and like just uh, commanded the scene. Every scene he was in, he just took it. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But yeah, wonder. no, he's he's definitely good. I, I would I would say it's definitely for me. It's still Isabel's movie. But, no, um, yeah, it's definitely he's definitely great. Definitely her. It's definitely her movie. But I, what I thought was really interesting about that character is even when he's interacting with her, it's a very different side of her. Every character that he interacted yeah. with, we saw like him pull something else out of that character. Like we no, see he's her, definitely very good. We see her laughing and and you know smoking and and all this in that scene. Uh, yeah, right. so. Well, that was that's actually a flashback that is very easy to miss because it's so it's a short scene, but it's very um, I forget what part of her daydream in the truck. This happens like it's, I don't know. I'm not sure if she's out of the truck. That was a little confusing for me. Yeah, I got it better the second time. The fact that she's she's in the pink dress like at the end at the beginning um, and the she's getting onto the truck heading into town or she's or that's the truck that's going back to the plantation i'm not sure which actually as i talk about it i'm not sure but yeah the frame narrative is her trying to get back to the plantation okay so all of these times where she's like cutting back onto the truck she's like thinking about the past few days gotcha and that's um but during towards the end when things start kind of lining up a little bit oh okay wait hold on so Obviously, the first shot of the coughing and the fire, and then, I mean, going back even further, the the, the shot of but the boxer, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. dead, obviously is telling you right there that this is whatever. So when you do see him alive, trying to run away from the military, um, obviously they're going back in time. Yeah. So when she's kind of in the road and like hailing down cars and things like that, this is all her getting back to the plantation. Mm-hmm. To where she machetes, yeah, where she okay. machetes. So uh, the machete, her the the her killing the father-in-law is the 
the present that is now the we're all caught up. Yeah. And then you see the other rebel soldier running away with boxers beret. That's right. And I didn't write that down. And I kind of thought that last image was interesting. So I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, oh, it makes sense. He's now the new rebel kind of leader. Um, but there's two flashbacks that are really quick. One with the the grandfather or her. Yeah. With her father-in-law in the hospital bed, when right. she's standing with her back to the screen and the shorter hair, the shorter hair. And that's the only reason you can kind of correlate. Oh, this is a flashback and she's the same person, the shorter hair. And then the one with the mayor, like you said, when them like smoking weed right. or whatever. So they obviously have a history, but they don't never, they don't ever say when, how far back those flashbacks are i don't think yeah i mean i don't think it's necessary yeah no but it's interesting in terms of like just how long she's had a personal relationship with the mayor you know well they say that i mean they've lived here for a long time um they make mention that their you know her son manuel was born there right so at least that long but probably longer Oh, right. Okay. Um, you know, they uh, Andre's father-in-law or no, Andre's father. Sorry, her um, Marie's father-in-law, um, the old guy said, you know, he's like, I've been here my entire oh, life. Yeah. You know, this is my my home. And I think that's like the one of the big themes of the film, you know, and obviously watching the Criterion supplemental essays afterwards helps informs this. Um, when Claire Denis says, like, you know, this the colonial mindset in Africa has like, I mean, the white people through that system just like, can't fathom the fact that it's not their land. Like they feel like so entitled to this because to them it is their home and they don't see the difference. And I feel like that's sort of where like throughout the film, Marie, the language she uses, like there's one where she goes to her workers who are trying to leave. It's like, we don't have to take this. Like we can fight back. You know, like she's like, I belong here. Like this is my, my home. But like everybody around her is like, no, you don't get it. Like you don't understand. It's not the same. You don't belong here. You need to leave. But she can't hear it or she can't comprehend it. And I think it's a huge, to me, that's where a lot of the tension comes in is you see this woman and Isabel Huppert carries herself so beautifully so assured and and so confident in in these spaces that she doesn't belong and like can never really understand because on the plantation she is still so removed from it and that's why i think the choice to use like french hot like art film grammar to like in terms of the cinematography and the style like we're seeing africa through the lens that she is which is like french yeah like like high art, you know, through a glaze of everything and all of the, the, the camera is handheld. So it's like very like personal, like you're in the environments with her and everything is from her perspective. And I just, I just think it's so visually interesting. And, and to your point, Brandon, like when an American or like, you know, a North American uh, film about this issue is, is, is presented very, very differently. Uh, it's a yeah. very different 9, 000, cultural. First of all, nine thousand more things are going to explode. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it's uh, she's going to be like probably some white dude with a gun running around, and it's a totally different movie. <laughs> you know, which is which is so reductive and not and not helpful and not yeah, not at all. In in my opinion, not you know real. Like this feels more real. This banality. 
to it. it. You know very, what I mean? Like the much. subtleness it, of it. And even with the arc that does happen in the movie, and there's a lot that does obviously happen in this time, and it's very impactful and it's it's very real for those characters. It also does just feel like this is the whatever four days. This is the slice slice of life, you know. And while mm-hmm. yes, it is uh, incredible, incredibly intense set of circumstances. It does very much feel like this is life. Like this is what is happening, you know. Yeah. As opposed to like uh you know, Transformers, or whatever. <laughs> right. Sure. It's like I love Transformers, um, I, but. <laughs> well, it is it is interesting because um, you know the the movies. I guess we can go into it. The movie's titled White Material, and they used um, and you've it's referenced a couple times. Like mm-hmm. oh, it's just white material. Like so, it was the. Andre's golden lighter, right? They find the ground. It's like, I'm assuming it's it's a term to like classify privilege or it's a, it's another yeah. term for privilege or it's another term for entitlement. Yeah. Like what Caleb said. And I'm like, you know, th- they use this. What a, one of my favorite vehicles they used was the radio, the broadcast, because a lot of mm. information about the world, you have to pay attention to the radio. And that's what's great about subtitles is that they put all of that in there. So you don't have to actually listen for right. it. You can just read and assume yeah, you that see you know it's being coming from the radio, um, but they mention like you know the whiteies or the the white people or the white material get out or whatever you know. Yeah, with the Jamaican music, the reggae music, the reggae music going in the, the background. He's like, yeah, I gotta get out of here. Like, I liked that guy. I was really sad when he died. <laughs> well, that's the thing too is like with what Brandon was saying about explosions in America versus, I didn't need to like a lot of people that we actually met during the movie. Yeah, died. Right, yeah, we never and, saw them actually dying. We've always just seen the aftermath of them being shot, except for the the guy who was in the truck. That, and then also, know, or the machete. But it was, yeah. and 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 kind of what like the point you're making. All of that happened at the end. We saw mm-hmm. people dead before at the beginning, or we'd see people dead right. throughout the movie, and then in these kind of last couple scenes, that guy gets shot right in front of us, and like that hits her very hard, obviously. And then uh, when she goes back. Like and gets back to the plantation. There's the scene of them killing all the kids. Oh right, that was so yeah. I, yeah. I, was... I, I hate. I hate. I mean, it's really well done. I like that all the violence is very blunt. Very, it's not showy. It's right. very like you know what it would be like to, like, to witness and, all these and, things. And everything but, happened off screen, like in terms yeah. of the, the physical for the audience. You know? It wasn't that what we, what we mean is like you would see you know a guy's hand with a knife and then you know uh, just blood or like people in a bath yeah. and the water <laughs> turning into blood. So it was all just it was off screen. But it was very. It's not like uh, it's not like Tarantino. <laughs> like yeah, people are just getting like blown to shit. And, but but um, you're, but you're right, Josh. Like we didn't see any of that until the third act of the movie, which I think was super impactful. When they like went through and they're kind of you see this, you know, army kind of just wipe out these rebels. It was just like, yeah. oh my god, okay, wow, yeah, so brutal. I I really I personally get really affected with like child soldier stuff for some reason, mm-hmm. like watching these like young kids with these guns and these knives and commit these acts of violence and then watching them all get killed by the government. It, yeah. I just, it, that stuff really affects me. And I found it to be very powerful when they're running through the school with the guns and everything. Yeah. And I don't know. It's yeah. fucking, uh, it's really brutal. Well, I feel like too, though, it's, I mean, that's just kind of, you know, kind of what you told me last night, like I'm seeing it through a lens of an American and our, our culture and stuff and children, child soldiers makes no sense to me at all. Obviously. I mean, we're in America, you know, you have to technically supposed to be 18 to, you know, possess a gun and right mind. And, 
You know, we're very much, we try and shield people, you know, at least our children from really anything. But these kids in this country are like, they, it's the, it's the exact opposite. You know, you, it's the exact opposite. I mean, they, 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 what they, they pull the, they pull the machetes on him and the spears on, on the brother. Right. And then they just take all yeah. the shit and leave him there. Okay. Well, can we, can we actually talk about that yeah. moment real quick? Yeah. Um, first off that water gross <laughs> the water uh, wait, wait what do you mean he's what like water? in the first one of the first times oh, we see oh, manuel josh oh, turned right. to me when he jumps in the scummy pool yeah <laughs> josh is like that's fucking disgusting <laughs> also like what an odd like just that whole i don't know what everything going on there is super weird like also just before that right when you see that happen and then you see those two kids and they're about to kill him and the dad yells mm-hmm. yeah and then he gets out and he's like oh why'd you yell and he's like i thought i saw something he's like what how is it's like, why are you shielding him from why are you so calm about this he almost got murdered two seconds ago <laughs> right like well then and then also can can you guys answer the question about how how did how do two rebel kids meander and relax and like kind of sift through a house without anybody walking in on them or realizing them until Manuel finally hears them going through a drawer and then uh, and then they run out, grab the chicken before they go, because why not? Yeah, I liked, I liked that a lot. But then the way they the way the way it's in the movie, they run off into the woods or whatever, the plantation. Manuel runs out and kind of like gets the chicken back into the woods and he mm. kind of like looks around the pavement. There's no indication that he's seen them run off or anything like that. But then the next shot is him running through the woods or the plantation fields to meet up with these these kids, mm-hmm. right? And then they proceed to what I got the second time. Well, no, the first time I did, I did see it's, it's a show of power, you know? And the second time I, I, I reconnected the, they're stripping him of all of his white material. Yeah. You know, his necklace, his, you know, boxers, whatever, his hair, you know? And, but the question is, was, he sexually assaulted yeah that or is, do you think they just that that is the just, question uh, i don't know yeah i, I feel, I feel like him. the film is implying that based on the fact that we see the guy the one of the soldiers put the spear okay. down yeah. the pants and then when we cut back to him his hands and his knees are really dirty he's very clearly mentally not well okay yeah, so i i, I think that, that I, I feel the film implies that but obviously it's it doesn't show anything and you're free yeah. to interpret it differently but i feel like that is the catalyst that pushes him to then become insane. <laughs> well, for, for me, it's, I, I'm on the fence about that specifically just because he was, they did push him down onto his hands and knees. And then there was, there was no, and I'm not saying you have to have this, but like any kind of blood or resistance or whatever, but like he almost, because I do feel now that Manuel wanted to just be part of the rebels because well, he's fucking that's, bored. He's that's a seventeen-year-old more kid. So my point, and I think that's why I agree with you, Josh, because I think, and, and it, it definitely could go either way. But the fact that he comes back around to help them, right, and the yeah. rebels, like, because we see him start to obviously go crazy, and that's a hundred percent, by the way, Caleb, what I thought was going to happen. I thought he was just going to go mm-hmm. shoot them all up when he's like uh, when he's chasing them in the truck and like yelling at them that the boxers at his house and all of that. I thought he was just going to start shooting at them. And I thought he just lost his mind. You know, that was the thing. But then he comes around, he's giving them food. He's trying to help the rebels out. So he's had this weird change of heart. Not a, not a weird change of heart, a weird change of heart based on his situation. So my thought process was, unless we're going with the idea that he's just totally broken and lost it, which is a totally realistic idea as well and feasible. And that would also work with the movie. Um, 
is it that because they didn't kill him or whatever that he's then well, like, like hold on uh, a second sure. what am i doing here? i mean I, you know what i mean i feel like yeah i feel like it's i mean thematically for the film the, the way that i interpret manuel is that he you know they make lots of uh references to him being like half-baked or you know like not well um mentally and we see yeah. him kind of snap and it's the same it's the same with marie where they feel like they belong to Africa in a way that they don't actually like right. I've, I've interpreted him as like the reason that he's lazy or, or distant is because he doesn't feel like he's a French colonial person living on the plantation. He wants to be like, he was born here. Like this is his land. Yeah. And so it's a very misguided feeling of like this opportunity to, um, to really like to, to embrace the side of, of him that he feels is real and join these rebels and like take down. It's like a teen, like he's a teenager. Yeah. And he's like, this is, you know, this is me. And this is, you know, where I finally feel like I found the thing that, that I connect with and it's completely misguided. Um, and he ends up paying for it with his life. Um, and, uh, I, I feel like he's definitely mentally unwell. And, and I think the reason that I, have read it as like a sexual assault was because, um, and it might not be, it could, it could just be him getting stripped. Josh, like have you said of his white material of his, the things that identify him as a colonial power or an other, um, that push him mentally over that edge. But, but like, you know, the way that he, the way that he really aggressively assaults the housekeeper. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I, I've always been like, oh, that's a, that's an overreaction. That's like a very primal yeah. dominance thing. Yeah. Oh, with the hair? With the hair and, and just the yelling. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. it's very like something happened to him that we didn't see, you know? <laughs> True. That, yeah, absolutely. And I loved how she, you know, I mean, I was, I would be just like her. I think her character name is uh, Elizabeth. I would just get the fuck out, yeah. you know? But I also caught, I don't know, Brandon, if you caught it when you were watching it, but with the use of the radio, they actually, right before... Manuel goes nutso and shaves his head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets, there's like this broadcast of like her friends or family members just saying, Hey, whoever's listening to this is for Elizabeth. We're coming to get you. We know you're working on the plantation. Oh really? Don't worry. We'll come get you out. You know, her two friends came to get her on the bike. Yeah. And you know, was that kid so. by the way, I, I, I was, I was having a hard time uh, recognizing, but the kid that was watching her leave, was that the other Son, yeah, that was okay. That's what I thought. That was, yeah, that was Andre's uh, younger interracial son, right? Do we know why he cut the power line to the coffee generator thing? Oh, because he's the worst. Does he? 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 he has. <laughs> <Well, laughs> just great. straight. He's just bored. He's like he's tired know, of the white shit. people's shit. Everybody's tired of the white people's shit, and they're so oblivious they don't understand that like these people have these opinions about them. And then Andre gets it. Andre's like, okay, we got to get out of here. And then of course he ends up dying when he's trying to escape. And there was literally a French army helicopter that comes and says, Hey, listen, bitch, get out of the country. Yeah, It's It's not okay. And that's like, and then right at the beginning, you know, so you don't like, you don't appreciate that till the end, but yeah, you're like, Oh yeah. That guy was like, Hey, you need to leave right right now. 
And she basically flips them off. She's like, nah, I'll be okay. And then they, then they throw uh, survival kits at her. Yeah. Just rains down survival kits, which also I felt was a little strange because they, they're never really used. I don't know what they were trying to say because she has everything on the plantation. I guess I don't. Which is why she doesn't pick them up. She's like, no, I'm fine. I have a fucking like warehouse of food. And then it gets burned down. Yeah. And now she has nothing. I mean, um, when we leave her, she's she's everybody's dead. Her build her farm is burned to the ground. Like, and she's just like, oh god, right. all because she didn't heed the warning. Should have gone to France. It's so frustrating, and I think that's what my issue was the first time because I was just purely looking at it. Yeah. At, okay, this is the character we're following this entire movie. Everybody in her orbit is telling her that the situation is what it is and it's fucked up and get out of there. How is she still like? I that was like my biggest frustration the- before I. Stepped back and in, stuff. The, in the flashback, she goes uh, when he tells her to. I don't know if it's the flashback or not, but when the mayor guy tells her to go back to France, he go. She goes something along the lines of like, "How could I be courageous in France?" Right. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, just, I missed that. Yeah. So that seems to be like her whole perspective on it. And, and and Caleb, jump in if if you disagree at all. But the idea that in France she's not doing anything, she's not on, in any kind of front line so even here and being a part of it with you know the rebels or the militia it's, it's her world or what she thinks of it well she has you status know? here in france yeah. i'm assuming in france she's just she goes from being the plantation owner wife worker boss lady yeah you know she goes back to france she doesn't have that status she kind of just gets shoved in with the but it's also yeah it, general it, population, it, it is also like you're, that's my her, her her idea of that is bullshit because all that happened is you were selfish as shit. You weren't aware and you got everyone around you murdered straight up. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's a really valid interpretation, her romantization and, and also, you know, borderline fetishization of, of Africa and yeah. the people, um, you know, that, that she's able to look at this war torn poverty stricken place and be like, I, this is my opportunity to be brave and courageous. <laughs> and it's like, bro, wow. you're totally like missing. You're not connected to reality. Like your reality yeah. is so much different than everybody around you. And then, and that Brandon, I think that ties in really well with why she then would choose to help the boxer. Right. You know? Yeah. I think that's a really good instinct on your part to, and, um, well, it's really interesting. Who I loved, by the way, I loved him. I loved that. He character. was great, but it's really interesting based on what you just said. And, and I a hundred percent agree. It becomes very obvious that, okay, this movie, even from the beginning, you have this character who thinks she's like this white savior who ruins mm-hmm. everything, everything. <laughs> like if you just leave yeah. the rebels and the army, figure it out. And a bunch of other people don't die, you know? Yeah. And like, they, um they possibly uh, but like if you leave your husband doesn't die your son doesn't die her family yes everybody like else the worker doesn't does die. like the worker in the truck that she hires it's exactly doesn't die or get shot you know a bunch of people they don't, don't yeah yeah exactly so it's it's it wow I'm, I'm really glad that we got to that point that like okay i think i understand an even bigger spe- perspective the point of this movie of being like it's the you know very very on purposely the the opposite of the white savior. Like you ruined everything and you suck and you just need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Claire Denis, uh, the filmmaker, uh, she spent a lot of time in Africa growing up in French colonial Africa. She's really? a white woman. And, um, yeah. Uh, and she says, she's like, you know, the situation in South Africa, that country is very different than the rest of Africa and that country, you know, post apartheid whites and blacks are trying to live together in harmony. And she's like, and if they can, then great. 
Right. But for the rest of colonial Africa, she's like, I think, you know, the whites time in Africa is over. And I think that they need to accept that. And, and this is the story of what happens when you don't realize yeah. when it's time to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's really interesting as I haven't seen like a movie like that before. Yeah. It was like really, it, it was, uh, and I have to say like, I'm really, I was really, I don't want to say, I don't know what the right word is, but I was very happy with how this movie, you know, went and like the, that's the, what the I wanted to know what you thought, yeah. where you thought it was going to go. Like, I'm I so honestly, curious. I thought it was just going to be far less nuanced. I thought it was just going to be okay. like a very straight up, like exactly what we're talking about now. I thought it was just going to be like this kind of, uh, indie whites, you know, like this woman and she's trying to help everybody in Africa and then it works and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, that's, I was going to be like, that's a weird movie to watch right now. In fact, it was the yeah. opposite and a very perfect movie to watch, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm proud of myself. <laughs> it's better than better than Purple Rain. That's I just trying to do better than Purple <laughs> yeah, Rain every time. <laughs> that's legit. That's legit. That's legit. But yeah, no, dude, I I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm glad, man. and it was thought provoking. Um, it was different. Which again, I I was what I brought up before. I, I've been enjoying that with uh, foreign films specifically. You know, the the differences in the tempo and the pacing and editing and shooting styles. It's it's a really nice change up. Yeah, I was talking to Josh. I was like, I can't believe this is our first like European film that we've watched because oh, it is yeah. a very different style. You know, because yeah, yeah. with with Korea with Korean with the whaling, that's like Korean films have their own style for sure. But that's also came out a few years ago. That's very modern. And House is its own thing. Like, there's nothing like House. <laughs> so this was yeah. Sorry, the, you the whaling was very aware of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like For a lot sure. of like in, in in the stuff that was both serious or funny, like that that giant fight scene is one of the best things I've ever seen. The fight scene yeah, with the in the backyard is is amazing yeah, yeah. and hilarious, and then very real at times. It is that's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. But it is interesting watching these movies through a lens of like what we're used to. You know, like there's a lot more dialogue usually. There's a lot more, mm-hmm. you know, quick shots and things like that. But these these are all it's all establishing, right? It's all like letting you take in the world. You know, there is there isn't a lot of dialogue and I don't think it's because it's, you know, it's a foreign film. Like they didn't say, you know what, for the American audiences who may watch this, we're not going to speak a lot so they don't have to read as much. That I don't think that was the case. I think the case is like, we're going to make a French movie about this specific situation, but I'm going to we're going to let the setting speak for itself. And I think that's a really unique way because you don't get that in movies very often over here in the States. Yeah. At least in my, in my opinion. I well, not not Hollywood do. films, and there's the independent scene, right. which is different. But no, but I think it's it's a combination of. Well, I think that's you know Claire Denis drawing from those influences of very you know show don't tell, very atmospheric. We get lots of cutaways to the mountains, yeah. um, lots of you know close ups on Isabel's face, and like I I can't sing her praises enough. Like she did the whole thing with no makeup, no vanity, yeah. just like, and she's still so gorgeous, and the way that she's able to communicate things with her the way that she moves her shoulders and her eyes. Like I loved her performance. She was, phenomenal. She was fantastic. She was absolutely phenomenal. I agree wholeheartedly. They're very like, again, just, uh, enigmatic as well. Like you mm-hmm. just, you can't not, you can't not watch her and try to figure out what's going on in, in her mind. Yeah. Right. And I don't think what's nice about it is that there is no, there's none of these shots that specifically are used to explain what's going on or things like that. Right. Like they don't spoon feed you really anything. No. Like everything is set up in a way that 
it all would that's kind of what would happen throughout right like like you'd even know you know it isn't until elizabeth like you kind of got it from um when andre was talking to the mayor that you know um that, that the plantation's kind of going under it's not it's like in like kind of limbo whatever mm-hmm. but like the grandfather or the the old man says to her during her short flashback that you know the plantation is yours like through yeah. word right through like a verbal yeah. exchange and then elizabeth through like she, you know sheer like defensive or just like instant like reactionary told manuel that your father sold the plantation a while ago like she's like just go home you have no you have no place here you know your your father grandfather sold the plantation a while back yeah. you know and I mean, that's, that's just, that's, that's a quick line, but it says so much of like, oh, okay, that's why this is such a, a weird thing. And it even adds more to Maria or Maria and her situation and why she's fighting so hard for something that's just not yeah going to work, you know? And I also find it interesting. Um, oh shit. I forgot. I'm sorry. You guys go. I, one of my favorite like I love the bookend of the film. Like the one of the first things we see, if not the first thing we see, is um the boxer dead. So like the face of the revolution right. is dead in the beginning. So you know it's kind of a doomed to fail kind of thing once you can connect the dots and realize that that's like a flash forward. And but then the very last thing we see is the other soldier with the beret running. Like but the idea of the revolution is going to like live Continue, on. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that adds just such a layer to everything. And I, yeah. and I, and I love both of those shots and I, I, I've always loved the look of this movie. Um, it's, everything's like sun bleached, you know, everything is these like really bold colors and, and, uh, the fucking music is incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know, I just think it's great. No, it was definitely a beautiful, it, uh, it was filmed beautifully. And I, it, yeah, uh, that's something to touch on for sure. It was, it was definitely very, very beautifully shot. Uh, the also, by the way, uh, the music and lack of music at times. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. There's a lot of yeah. uh, what was really profound at the beginning was just the shots of her in the fields and just the cicadas. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just the, that's that's all you heard for a while, and, and then like the motor of the truck, you know, and, and the engine. This, you know, as I was watching it, it, it the French language it adds a very unique and and I don't know a fantastic thing to the movie. The language is beautiful. It sounds beautiful. It's it's very uh, musical in how they speak. Uh, Sure. I don't know. Yeah, it definitely added something. Can I ask you, Brandon, as, as somebody who I don't, I don't know if you would say that you're fluent or even conversational, but you're familiar with the language. So. So. okay. Um, so just to make it to, so a quick explanation. I so I was when I was a kid, I went to French school. So I was fluent until mm-hmm. I was like 10, 11. And I was like fully fluent in French. And then I like switched schools and I stopped studying at all. And so I just <laughs> went to English school. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I can pick up stuff, you know, as realizing that as we were watching it, but I don't know, it's kind of a, kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> sure. Uh, my question is though, like, um, the, the setting, uh, the, the, the country in the world of the film is, is not named, but they shot it in Cameroon. Yeah. So like with the Cameroonese accent, like, were you still, was it like very different? Oh were, were no, you still because able to the, pick can, like that accent is very Parisian French, um, mm. which is is what I learned as a as a kid as well, as opposed to like That's so interesting Quebecois French, which is like the, yeah. just the accent sounds a little different and it's, it's, it's somewhat of a different uh, dialect and stuff as well. But um, 
Yeah. So no, no, that was like way more up like my alley of what I could understand and stuff. Um, so there, there was times while watching it um, where I'd start turning away from the subtitles and still know what was going on. It was like, oh, sweet. Okay, cool. That's good to know that I still that's understand like, some nice. stuff. That's great. Um, but yeah, no, it's just also the language is it's so it like you said before, there's something about the language that helped every con- like it just it sounds so high class. It's almost like you when you're listening to like Shakespeare or something, it just sounds mm-hmm. fancy. So it had this whole thing, you know, the whole movie sounded kind of like like that. Yeah, yeah. totally. I, it was funny. I had the the total naive, <laughs> arrogant viewpoint of like, oh, it's interesting that these uh, citizens of Africa are speaking French. Everybody speaks French in this world. Just like in America, in English movies and like when Hollywood oh, yeah, movies, no. like everybody <laughs> just speaks English, you know, and I'm like, but then now that we've talked about it and I'm realizing that it's a French colony and usually you pick up the language that colonize, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how that works, Josh. <laughs> like, of course, they all speak French because they were forced to. Yeah, there's a handful of countries too uh, there that that speak French. It's it's not it's yeah, not like uncommon. All, most of Northern Africa. I feel like yeah, it's not yeah. it's not. I don't and, think it's un- uncommon. Um, in Algeria, Morocco. I know it was just a thought that I had like random. <laughs> I was like, this is weird. Why are Africans speaking French? <laughs> it's like French? when you're watching Chernobyl, and it's like, why do all these Russian people speak British English? Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that was no, but that's a, that was a that's choice. a completely different thing. Yeah, that was a choice. Yeah, than this. It's like we I would watching. much rather have Stellan Sarsgaard speak his normal way than try to do a Russian thing. <laughs> right. Um, um, so what do yeah. you guys think? Rating? I uh, give it a four and a half out of five. I think it's really excellent. Going right in. You know, when I first watched it, I would have given it a much lower rating. But I think for after watching it a second time and talking about it, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a four. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh it was very impactful. Also, let's keep in mind, I watched it starting at 630 in the morning. So <laughs> right. the movie how are you had, feeling? The, I'm feeling great, but the movie had a lot to overcome and it did a great job in doing that. So yeah, I'll give it a strong four. I, I really enjoyed it. Oh, um, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that you guys gave it a good earnest uh, viewing. Well, and like I said, you know, it was I was I was really happily surprised in the content and the context. Um, it was thought provoking. It was yeah, I and again, just great story, great idea, important, thought provoking, and then on top of that, just the art- artistry of it across the board, I thought was fantastic. You know, filming, yeah, yeah. acting, I would definitely appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah, writing, directing, yeah. all of it was I thought was great. So yeah, it's definitely not something you can watch kind of half asleep, laying in bed. You right. know, you definitely get more out of it from sitting up and actually paying attention to it. And yeah. that so you get all those nuances is exactly why for our next round of movies we are doing <laughs> comedies mm-hmm. great Woo. <laughs> um it's why, such a broad like it's such umbrella. a broad what do you guys want yeah. for me? okay you said pick a theme and i was sitting around being like well, well we're very specific we did we, we did uh um stephen king based movies well, yeah, and you, female directors josh you were definitely the most specific and then female director, that's like anybody. I mean, like, look at the sure. three movies we made. They're all so completely different from each other. Right. But comedies, um, though, comedies we love it. Very, I can't wait to. But thing. I think, it, I I think it'll be very telling, though, for each of us. To see, like, this is what I find funny. That's exactly why I wanted to do broad. That's exactly okay. why yeah. I left it broad. Because every time we do it broadly, we come up with three totally different things. I mean, look at our Stephen King. Between the three of us, yeah. we came up with Shawshank. Uh, the Shining and the Guns uh, and uh, the Dark Tower. And, so and trash. <laughs> yeah, just throwing a wild card in there, you know. 
Right. Nobody wants a wild card in their group. <laughs> wow. Everybody needs a wild card. Wow. No. Oh. I don't think he gets us, man. <laughs> he doesn't even get us. He. It's like he, he just doesn't understand us, you know? All right, Josh. Ah. Hit, us, so, hit us. So comedy, I... So I have... Because you said favorite comedy, right? Yes. Um, And so... I'll just say because I'm not going to request this, but my first initial gut reaction is was The Hangover because well, I'm when glad I, you're not doing that. when that came out, the I watched awesome. it. Right, but like I saw it, you know, six times. I thought the humor was great, but what I will seriously request is, and also because you can't stream Hangover anywhere right now, so mm. um, this one you can. It's on HBO, um, but Bridesmaids done. Oh, done. Chris, so another female. That's good. Uh, Kristen uh, Wiig. Um, Absolutely. Our SNL loves. Fantastic. Very interesting. Okay. I haven't seen that since it came out. Wait, have we all seen it though? Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, that's going to happen. I feel like that's when you go to like favorites. Yeah. 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 That's going to happen with comedies. Right. And I don't think it's a problem. Because not only that. I also don't. I, I wouldn't know. Sorry, Brandon. I wouldn't know what to pick then because I don't. Because I don't know if like watching something that I haven't seen before, you know, like. Right. If I love it, it's probably going to be like a popular kind of sure. Some other, no, you know. Well, also with so. com- comedies, it's different, right? So it's like uh, a lot of these movies are going to be movies you've probably seen forty times, let alone you know <laughs> once. Right. But what's going to be interesting is like revisiting it kind of through the lens of kind of what we've been doing, mm-hmm. right? So that's another thing why I wasn't too hung up on whether or not everybody's seen it before is because we're seeing it through a different lens, or we're we're going to be talking about it differently in terms of, right. well, you and, know. and there's two so, things. I mean, we're talking, about, we're talking about comedies and anything that goes back a few years. Comedy gets with comedy gets interesting uh, in, you know, our current political and uh, social climate. It'll be climate. very interesting to see how dated it, it feels you know? or, or doesn't feel. Maybe, just, maybe yeah. it won't, but I don't think bridesmaids <laughs> will like feel dated at all. I think that'll still be like, no. right. Well, the, I'm, I'm interested. I, I don't really, I remember two scenes off the top of my head from that movie. Great. I can't wait for you to uh, revisit it. So <laughs> it's great. It's a good one. It's going to be fun. Cool. So awesome. Bridesmaids next time. Dope. I'm love excited. it. Love it. Love it. Cool. Caleb, shall you sign us off? Yeah. Thanks for listening. That was uh, white material. Um, have a great safe independence day weekend. Uh, and we'll join us next time for a, uh, you know, Maya Rudolph shitting in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. All right, guys, take care. Yeah, bye.